Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up? I'm very tired and I'm getting a migraine and I'm all complainy, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Do you feel like it's a normal like, <laughs> unhappies, or do you feel like it's? Ah, uh, I mean, let's be let's be honest. It's it's a little bit of like fatigue. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of overworking. It's a little bit of trying real hard to make things happen that may or may not come to fruition down the line. But that's you know, mm-hmm. that's me, mm-hmm. Lindsay. How are you holding up? Pissed. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, um, I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm getting over the anger. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of mad at some of the events that have happened recently. And I had a really bad day a few days ago. I had the first day in a while where I had those thoughts come back up where it was like, the world would be better without me. Mm. And I didn't let them keep replaying and getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it w- it was bizarrely familiar to feel, to feel those feelings and have those thoughts again. And um, so instead of sitting with those horrible thoughts and general upset with the world i binged a series um season one on friday yeah the other night and uh it was good i I cried a lot would you binge um it's called sisters it's an australian show it's on netflix oh okay and it dealt with it's a dramedy oh nice yeah kind of quirky and um i just needed something i just needed something to Take me away for a while because my I when I get into that mood I just think and I think and it's it's no good. It's not gonna help anybody, it's not gonna help me. Yeah. I'm not gonna think my way out of feeling like shit. It's just that so intro to the spiral that leads you down and down. Yeah, and down. man. And like it's it's so frustrating when you've done so much work and you're just like, Great, I'm right here again. <laughs> here I am. Which leads us into the fabulous um subject matter of today. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about dating and depression and in a sort of correlation disappointments. <laughs> yeah, just the disappointment. Yes. Yes. It it all kind of ties into each other at this point. Um when you when you're just starting to get back into the comfort of your skin perhaps or mm-hmm. you're feeling a little adventurous and you feel like, yeah, you know what sounds good right now? I could go for a relationship. I could go for being an adult and sharing my life with another human being. Yeah. I could share my thoughts, feelings, and and, and, and my emotions. And Yeah. <laughs> How does that work out uh, for us? Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever do it. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about what dating is in our context Uh, then we will move on to, if you have depression, how to protect yourself from going down the spiral and, um, 
like going through the process. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then and then we'll answer some questions that you guys have actually sent in, which uh, were asked by those of you who actually don't have depression. So stay tuned for that. And we may as well bring up the elephant in the room. This is our 10th episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. It is immensely appreciated. Thank you. We're going to be launching a few things kind of soon that we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about them at the end of the episode. But for now, uh, what is dating in this context of our conversation today? So what I'm thinking of is just the early stages, the meeting on a dating app or website or however you meet, uh, having those first few dates. It's everything basically before you have the talk and you are in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. That's probably a really good solid position for dating, I would imagine. Just just because, yeah, once you've kind of hit that line of going... Mm -hmm. So you you want to be be Facebook official? Uh... (laughs) That's yeah, once you're Facebook official, then yeah. you know it's official. Yeah, that that's when you know that it's uh, it's basically <laughs> written in blood. You you've decided to commit your life to this person. <laughs> At least for a little while. At least for a little while. Great. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, we're gonna move on to if you have depression, how to protect yourself. So I know that some of you who listen do not have depression. Yes. Um, I hope this is still informative for you, so you can kind of know, or maybe even talk to your friends about this because for me and for many of the friends that I have who have depression it's it's very daunting and I know for everybody it's daunting mm-hmm. um you can just be a shy person and it's daunting but yeah. if you have depression you know that you are prone to going down a very dark spiral if things don't work out well because disappointments are hard and you already have a lot of imbalances with your chemicals so more unhappy on top of dealing with that it's a it's a bad combination yeah i mean just just think about how disappointed you are normally when something doesn't go your way like you go to i don't know go out to eat someplace and they don't have that food that you wanted and you get real disappointed because oh man they ran out of that thing yeah uh trust me it's it's gonna be way more devastating for <laughs> if you're going through that level of depression we're just like, I only had one thing I was looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I try not to date when I'm actually in a really deep depression. I don't know many people who try to date when they are not mm-hmm. um, okay. I find it's better to get to a point where, you know, you're kind of coming out of the haze a little bit. You're not in the deep void. Um, you're You've... Yeah, you, you have more of a system. Yeah, you you feel you feel more balanced. Yeah. I think is really what it comes down to because a relationship is very much about being off balance mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, you, that you deal with yeah big scary <laughs> feelings, so you need to be in the best place you can be. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, <laughs> step number one, maybe. Wait, if you're very, very, very sad. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like it should be kind of a no, no, you know, no brainer statement. But believe me, there's a lot of folks out there, myself included, who have gone that direction of I feel like crap. And the only thing that will make me not feel like crap is another person telling me that they love me. Yeah, latching on to somebody. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, That whole idea of being a whole person. Mm-hmm. before you go in oh, so God. that's 
that's always a safe bet. But I, I'm so I'm thinking, you know, when you're first starting to get ready to start dating and you're you're in a pretty good place and you're feeling pretty confident, um, I would say keep things light in your mind. Yes, I think that's actually my number one suggestion whenever you're going into a new relationship, even just starting like to date. You you should never go in with incredible expectations like this person is going to be your one true love or your soulmate or something like that because there's very good chance that realistic expectations, even if they feel pessimistic, they feel so much better when you get your heart broken than the idea of an elevated, like, this person is everything to me. I know what their shoe size is, <laughs> and it fits in the hole in my heart. Oh my I'm going to make sure that they step on it just right. <laughs> and I'd like to follow that up with, we are not professionals <laughs> in any uh, respect. We are not therapists or relationship professionals. Um, nope, we're just bitter. <laughs> no, 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 that's, no. That's... I, And I'm just trying to think of advice for you guys that I that has helped me. Mm-hmm. Because I wish somebody, I wish I would have had someone be like, "Hey, man, just try to go there and enjoy yourself." And um, oh, I recommend listening to our self worth episode. Yes, because when you don't have a really strong sense of self worth and it, it's deeply ingrained in you, going on these dates, getting involved with somebody after a few months, you're feeling good, and then they ghost you after three months, and you're like, "We were having such a good time." And they, I meant so little to this person mm. that they could just completely disappear out of my life. And then you go down that spiral of, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not handsome enough, mm-hmm. I'm not successful enough, whatever. Um, so having that strong sense of self-worth is so great for those moments. It's, it's, the, it's really the cornerstone of a healthy relationship is your ability to have that self-worth mm-hmm. and to understand that you are worth love and attention and you're worth being treated as an equal in a relationship, no matter whether it's a friendship or romantic or anything. Yeah. You deserve that kind of balance in your life, even though there is going to be some chaotic imbalance. And you're going to have great stories from these dates and you're going to meet interesting people and it's, yeah, trying to keep things kind of light. And that can be hard when you're dealing with heavy feelings and heavy emotions. And, yeah. um, but, but you can. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, you'll, you'll probably, exactly as Lindsay said, get a great story out of it. And frankly, <laughs> those stories are what you will look down, you'll look back on and just go, oh, yeah, there was that time I went and saw that really shitty comic book movie with that really cute girl and we had no idea how shitty it was going to be, or yada, right. yada, yada. It's it's something that you can always, even if things end badly, you have something good and wholesome that came out of it. Yeah, that uh, for a long time I felt like it was a waste of time, or I was wasting my time with this person, or they wasted my time. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's cheapening whatever experience you had. Um, even if they were garbage can. Yes. Uh, you are better for whatever experience you had. You know more about yourself mm-hmm. or you know better about what red flags to look out for in the future. Um, I know for me the hardest part of dating is is after I've really kind of 
attached myself to somebody and I feel like they're special to me now and we've been dating for a while and they're getting to know me and I'm getting to know them in a deeper level now. It's not just like, what's your favorite movie? You're really talking about stuff and you're sharing yeah. real things and you're being, you know, intimate uh, emotionally mm-hmm. and maybe even physically at this point. And then it goes down the drain. And that is, a v- I'm still struggling with that. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's okay to feel like shit for a few days and to let yourself just be sad. I think, you know, that's a big thing is is when people, you know, well, you'll be okay and this will be better. And plenty of fish in the sea. And they try to make you feel like you shouldn't be sad. Ugh. Just feel it, man. Just, you know, binge something, cry. Don't let yourself wallow for, you know, weeks. I'm, I'm just going to have a real quick aside. I really hate that phrase, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, I, don't, that I don't, is, don't know what like, that is. That is like the worst analogy for dating I, I ever have heard. I'm just like, yeah. There's plenty of fish in the sea. You know what else is down there? Cthulhu. (laughs) (laughs) That's all there is. There is just an eldritch horror waiting for you sometimes. So, no. Take the time. Feel bad if you want to. Your feelings are valid. They will always be valid. So long as you just allow yourself to feel them. And keeping balance with your friends helps a lot. I rely heavily on my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Um... I've found that there was there was something my uh, I knew a, a therapist said instead of allowing a void to be in your life, you know, changing getting somebody out of your life or whatever, put something back in. So um, instead of allowing yourself to um, have a lot of negative thought patterns, um, switching it to thinking something positive for that person or you're used to texting this one person and they disappear from your life. Well, instead of going to text them, text your friends or your family members, you know, just, uh, switching it. Yeah. That's part. Um, I think there's actually a therapy. It's like, um, memory reassessment or something Mm -hmm. like that, where like, let's say you have a really bad memory associated with a place. Mm -hmm. You go to that place, but you bring other people or you bring something else and you replace the bad memory with a really good memory. So the traumatic memory that you had can be at least dulled Mm -hmm. to a degree. Like, for example... There was a place that I once went on on a date, and the date, without my knowing, apparently had a really bad memory associated with that place. I had no idea, obviously. Uh, But after we were done, she admitted having a really good time, and that, in a way, that helped her... Work through... Work through whatever issues were associated with that place. Yeah. So it's very important that when you get back into dating, especially if you've been involved in a relationship that may have not ended well or may have gone abusive or anything like that, if you feel yourself mentally ready to get back into a relationship, that you are not going to retreat to those bad experiences Mm -hmm. as the norm. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of putting that. that. It's it's because once you've once you've kind of set established that, well, when I'm in a relationship, things are shitty, or if I'm in a relationship, then then I you know I I deserve to be abused or something. Mm-hmm. You, you're you obviously don't. Right. Nobody deserves that. 
you should be able to take the new person and not push what the other people in your life have done. And this is so important because I've, I've seen it so many times in, in other people's relationships. Yeah, baggage is a real thing that you have to work through, man. I, I, God, yes. I have some serious stuff that I, I struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard not to... Oh, what did you say that one episode? You said, um, you can feel the feelings, just don't put, do the action. Yes, what is it? It was... it, it's, it's about uh, you are allowed to have whatever emotions you want. No one can control your emotions. Emotions are healthy responses to things. You are not allowed to have behaviors that are harmful just because you have certain emotions. Right. And um, I have had several people that I was, I've was i seen over the years who made me feel as though their reactions, uh, their behaviors were okay because they felt a certain way. Well, I felt that you were um, mm-hmm. flirting. Or I felt oh, yeah. that you were, you know, trying to get me angry. And mm-hmm. that's just not appropriate. And I've done the same thing. Oh, um, yeah. I think this is also just a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you start realizing, hey, just because you feel this way, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but I also want to mention, if you are prone to depression, um, being a little bit more protective of yourself. You don't need to be super vulnerable right away you don't need to be have these huge walls up i mean that's (laughs) i think being too closed off that's that's hard and just finding that medium of i'm going to be open with this person but i'm going to pace it yeah i'm going to look for the flags you're just trying to get to know this person they're it's just a process Mm -hmm. and whatever their reaction is to you whatever that's them yeah um so i think yeah just keeping in mind that you need to be very very delicate with yourself <laughs> and of course it's a big, scary thing. Uh, of course yeah it's a big scary thing but you also need to be good in your communication yeah i i know that i kind of kind of shoved that down people's throats a couple episodes ago but seriously communication guys <laughs> but, but speaking timing. of which yeah yeah what is the timing involved yeah this is something that chris has actually talked with me about he, he wanted to know when is the right time to tell somebody that you have depression. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is um, a one answer no. fit all situation. I think you know. No, it's not like you go, oh, third date, time to talk about my crippling depression. No, it's yeah. it's definitely something that you kind of have to feel out and you have to expect, you know, a certain degree of, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if this person you know you're on date three or four like you don't know if they're a person of integrity if they're going to be somebody who is protective of your feelings or not um protective of you you need somebody you don't need to just open up to every single person about it no and for a long time i felt i don't know why i thought this i guess it doesn't really make sense but i felt like depression was not a mental illness Mm. um so i never felt like well i have to open up about this illness that i have um, and so it just kind of came into conversation a long time later. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously a little bit more open with it now because I have a podcast <laughs> on it. Um, interesting when, you know, somebody in your professional life's like, oh, you have a podcast? What's it about? Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's kind of fun because <laughs> yeah. every single person in my office is now listening probably. Oh, So hello. I'm like, yeah, hello. Hi, guys. Uh, 
Hey, how then? Um, I did actually have a, an interesting side note on your thought about depression not being really registered as mental illness. Do you think that you you didn't feel it was a mental illness because of one how long you felt that way, coupled with you did you just felt that way? There was no real like difference in it because that's kind of how I felt sometimes. Where it was like it it wasn't a mental illness, it was just a mood. Or yeah. this was my personality was this kind of down in the dumps fucking hiding thing. I mean I've had depression for fifteen years mm-hmm. or so. So yeah, I think it's um I never felt like oh I, I got ill. Yeah. There wasn't a moment uh, when it just, it, it was kind of a fade in. Yeah, it wasn't a sudden, I'm a de- I'm depressed now. No. No, it was definitely a yeah. slow fade in mm-hmm. kind of transition. And, and because it is um, an up and, and down thing, it's like, and you kind of forget what depression's like when you're out of it. And then when mm-hmm. you're in it, you're like, was I ever not depressed? <laughs> so yeah, though I, I, th- I think calling it a mental illness for a long time, I just felt like that was not inappropriate yeah yeah no so do we want to get started on those questions yeah they're really interesting so let's let's do some questions yeah uh so first one first question that we've been asked is um how can i be more sensitive or in tune to the person i'm dating and i think that's kind of uh it's kind of an interesting question Mm because really Again, it's such a subjective thing. Like, depending on how your particular person you're dating reacts to you wanting to be more sensible, sensitive or communicative or whatever it is that you feel is the right thing to do, you kind of have to judge it based on what their needs are. And if they don't communicate those needs, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, I think just not walking on eggshells i think just you know being your freaking self man and being available to when something scary happens and they need to communicate it and not being um definitely not being negative or judgmental yeah definitely not being negative definitely not being judgmental yeah with the walking on eggshells thing i think it's also important not to baby them no no because i i don't know about you but whenever i was in like a bad depression and i felt like i was being babied Uh it always made me feel worse Uh like to a degree of just like oh god i can't even i can't even take care of myself they're talking to me like i'm a goddamn baby now ugh like I'm a friggin' idiot. No, I can't. I can't deal with that. I think being <laughs> opening the communication line. Like, hey, I find your thoughts and feelings valuable, mm-hmm. and I want to hear when you need when you need to talk to me about something. I'm I'm available. Just being available and maybe opening that communication because that makes you feel like you're safe and don't force you, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it gives you a safety net, and mm-hmm. I think dating is. So much about not having a safety net. So that's, that's a difficult one. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, but for sure, like, don't force the issue. If somebody doesn't want to talk about what's getting them down, what's yeah. depressing them, the more that you push for it, the more forceful you get, the more that they're going to resist until it just kind of breaks. Oh, it's private. Yeah, exactly. 
what do you what do I do if the person I'm dating suddenly changes? I'm assuming that they mean they weren't depressed and then maybe while they were dating they changed. It could be that. Um it could also be and I know this kind of sounds like a like you hear hoof prints and or you hear hoof sounds and you think a zebra. No, this it, it could be a change in medication. Mm-hmm. Like they not every person that you date will be upfront and honest with the medications that they're on. That's super interesting. I, my best friend, mm-hmm. um, dated somebody who had depression and he got on medication mm-hmm. and everything changed because when you first get on medication, it, it, it completely changes your chemistry. I mean, you yeah. can have serious mood swings, mm-hmm. the libido can change. So body type, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do I do? Uh, yeah, that's really hard, especially if you're early on in the dating. Yeah. Oh God, if you're early on in the dating and this, because you person... don't know if that's their norm or not. No. And they could be crazy. Ooh. They could be legitimately crazy. <laughs> Look forward to the episode where we talk about crazy. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a dating expert, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I think it depends on how far along you are in the dating. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with this one, because if it's somebody that you've been in a relationship with for like a year or more, and they suddenly change, that could be their actual personality coming out, or I it could be... We're talking about dating before they're in a relationship. Oh, that's right. Yes. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, it's still important. I think it's a differential. If it's somebody who's like over a year and they change, that's one thing. But if it's if it's something where you're just like getting to know this person and mm-hmm. they like Jekyll and Hyde you on the first two weeks, yeah, you might want to not. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to not with that person. I like uh, the next question. Um, I know that I know the person I'm seeing is going down a spiral, but they don't want help. What can I do? Uh, I mean. This comes down, in my mind, to, again, don't force it. Because you can't force somebody to get help. It's the same with mental health as it is with, you know, things like addiction or whatever else is out there. And it's not your responsibility. No. Whether, I mean, you're not in a serious relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you are, if this person is refusing help... Mm -hmm. The best thing you can do is have good boundaries. Yes, that's a very good point. Establishing boundaries is something that kind of gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. And really, we can't... We can't say enough. Healthy boundaries are very important. And as far as, like, if you see them going through a spiral and they don't want help, I mean, the most... If you are completely self-sacrificial, I guess, you Mm -hmm. can... The best you could do is just be there for them and try as best as you can to just kind of like nudge in the right direction. Just like, Hey, I'm going like, I'm going to a group therapy thing tonight. I think it'd be really good for you to come with. Yeah. Cause I'd love to have you there. I don't know. Cause this is early dating. Um, I know. I know, I, I know people, This I know, hmm. I know several people who are dating right now and the person they're dating kind of just disappeared. They didn't ghost. Mm -hmm. They just said, hey, I'm kind of going through, I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm going through something right now. I'm kind of falling into a, I know people who do this, gaming trap. 
where they they need to they're depressed mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with life and so they just start gaming intensely and they don't check their phone they let their phone die they sure. disappear off the face of the earth and that's really hurtful and hard especially if you've established that you really like each other and you care and you want to build something together if this person is willing to fall off the face of the earth that's not a healthy person and mm-hmm. i know that some people want to say that people with depression aren't healthy people i would beg to differ mm-hmm. i would i would agree um, some people deal with it in a really bad way and they're still learning and they're on that journey. And then some are a little further along in that. So somebody who's just totally toxic with depression, I mean, there's, if you're toxic, you're toxic. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's a very good point. Cause I mean, toxic can only be fixed from within. Yeah. I, this is, this is a big thing that it's, and I feel bad. I don't really know what it's like to not have depression. Um, end date so i just know from the other side but i've been a toxic person and looking back on it i feel really bad about that oh i know but it's taken a long time and i probably still have toxic tendencies um but you know you work through it and having some awareness yeah i mean i think if you go through life and you haven't been a toxic person once then i'm absolutely (laughs) in awe of you uh but speaking of uh this one is very difficult this next question I just found out that someone I'm seeing has depression, and I don't know if I can date them. Oof. That's rough. Um, and I'm so sorry that that's what you're going through, and that you're feeling incapable, at least, I guess, in being able to kind of work through these issues. Um, it's, it's very difficult to date someone with depression let's 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 not mince words it's difficult it's difficult but it's at least uh something that you know you know sometimes you date people and you don't know what kind of baggage is gonna come up later no you sure do not or what kind of addictions come up um Mm -hmm. this is actually a fear that i have that i'm gonna be dating somebody and they're healthy and they're lovely and then they find out i have depression and then they're like you're wonderful but i just can't deal with that that you, they suddenly look at you like you're a leper. Well, no, Chris, I haven't thought that. <laughs> Go that dark cool, with it. because I have. That's what I've thought. <laughs> no, I just yeah, because I I know life is hard enough. Why be with somebody who has depression when you could be with somebody who's not? And that's a real thing. And I mean, when you're starting out like in a relationship, again, you shouldn't have too much weight on it. Yeah, it should be something that if you're not feeling it, yeah, you just. You say, hey, this was fun. I'm sorry. I'm not in it. Let's go our separate ways. Yeah. I think looking at what you want in your life. Yeah. And if this person, because if this person has depression, but they're really hitting a lot of the things that you are looking for, the qualities that you're looking for, and you're happy with them most of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're doing stuff for the depression, I can see why that would be intimidating, but doesn't necessarily have to be a game changer deal breaker deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be a deal it doesn't breaker. have to be a deal breaker and i think that's but it's that's, a personal yeah it's it's very important um it's a it, look in the end you're a person mm-hmm. they're a person yeah you all you're gonna have your choices and they're gonna have theirs 
And that's what it's all going to come down to, is the choices that you both make. If you feel that you cannot deal with whatever it is they're going through, and your response is, I just want to get out, look, then get out. Then get out. Yeah. Get out, because somebody will come along that will want to take that on with them yeah, and, and be able to handle that. And I think, mm-hmm. um, and just a side note, everybody's depression is different. Yes. Um, and that's a huge, that's a huge thing. We need to talk about that eventually, but there's, it's coming out where there's just so many different types mm-hmm. and people all deal with it in so many different ways. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you don't have depression and you're dating somebody who does getting to know their depression mm-hmm. also. Yes. Absolutely. And we have one more question. <coughs> yes. I really like the person I'm seeing, but I'm seeing some red flags. How do I talk to them about this without pushing them away or pushing them into a depression? Oh. I kind of want to make one special note about this. Yes. Pushing them into a depression. I don't 100% support that particular mentality. What that do you mean? I like specifically you as the person who is dating them are not the one pushing them into that depression. Mm-hmm. Their depression is pushing them into that depression. That's interesting. You may be perhaps a trigger facilitating. You could be facilitating. <laughs> you could be doing something that really just like drives that depression home. But ultimately, you are not the cause of their mental illness. Yeah. You are not the person who created that chemical imbalance. You are not in their brain, and you should not blame yourself for what they're going through. And especially don't blame yourself for not being able to help them get through what they're going through. That is something that is completely and totally out of your control. And the sooner you understand that, the better off you will be. That said, <laughs> seeing the red flags and talking to them, if if they're like, you know, it, it kind of depends on what red flags you're seeing. I was if you're just going to say that. What it depends on the red flags. Yeah. If you're seeing somebody being like really abusive or like saying really hurtful things or maybe they're negging you. Also or, just incredibly, if they're toxic about themselves, like, oh, I'm oh. just not... I'm just the worst. I just, um, no, doggy shakes. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm so lucky to have you because I'm just so like, I just feel like I'm just so worthless. I mean, that, that is just really unhealthy. Uh, I don't think that you should, and this is totally my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think you should date somebody who puts you on a pedestal. You're looking for someone to be your partner. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And a lot of people are guilty of that, but um, something that sprung to mind, uh, how do you know this person has depression? Yeah, so I don't want to be that person, but I know some people say that they're depressed Mm. and they are not depressed. They Mm -hmm. do not have depression. They might have bad boundaries. Mm -hmm. They might have low self-worth. They might have um, other issues that they're dealing with, but they might not have depression. So, and we'll have a whole episode on that. Trust me. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. And I think that's why there's so many misconceptions about what depression actually is. Yeah, because there's a lot of folks who, you know, things like depression or anxiety or OCD, especially OCD, 
people just use them as kind of catch-all phrases for like, oh, I'm so nitpicky, therefore I'm so OCD. Yeah. Like that whole spectrum of just like, I, I don't even know what the hell to call it. Uh, I don't know. But it, it's something that you really need to, again, communicate well with your whoever you're dating. When it If you see red flags, I'm a big fan of, at least now, if you see a red flag, call it out. Make sure that it's just like, hey, what you just did, I don't like. I think it's kind of shitty what you've just done. Or whatever you just did, it feels like you're kind of abusive to yourself. That thing, going back to what we were talking about before of like somebody who's really self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's usually kind of an affront for mm-hmm. just like how bad they feel, but... At the same time, because I mean, I'm, I'm pretty self-deprecating sometimes, but I'm not that difference. way all the time. There's a difference. Yeah, exactly. I immediately like bounce back. No, some people just live in that world of being supposed garbage. And again, we're not relationship consultants or experts by any means, but I, I do have had depression for a very long time. And some things that you can look for mm. um, if you are dating somebody who's depressed um, things that you can look for that might be healthy uh, would be somebody who is upfront about it, yep. um, who has, who knows about it, who mm-hmm. is knowledgeable in it, somebody who has um, patterns of how they take care of themselves when mm-hmm. they're in it, um, they're communicative. If they are medicated or go to a therapist and they're kind of open about it. And I mean, so people who are trying to get a grasp on it and that's, that's something to be, um, applauded and appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I mean, I can't know what to do with all of these, you know, different situations cause they're just no. so circumstantial, but I do know that there are things you can look for in somebody, um, yeah. I mean, I've dealt with almost all of these mm-hmm. situations in my own dating life. And mm-hmm. so just kind of seeing the questions come back to me, I'm immediately just drawn back to my own situations dealing with them in the past. And yeah. they've not always been successfully navigated. Yeah. So there's just, there's no promise of 100% success. There's no promise of that anywhere in life. That's right. So guys, if you do have depression and you're going into dating... Um, good luck, exciting, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, you're going to get a good story out of it. Remember yeah. to take care of yourself and, you know, enjoy your bubble baths. Yeah. And if you do not have depression and you are uh, going in and dating somebody that you know has depression. Then definitely just be sure to communicate. Like, make sure that you are, you can be supportive as much as they can. Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to our episode 10. Episode 10, guys. Um, we do have some... So there's this great subreddit that Chris yes. introduced me to. Uh, it is called Our Unsent Letters. And it is a place where those of us who are love-struck and may or or just whatever it might be that they need to... You have an idea that you need to communicate. You need to write it to somebody. But you don't want to send it to that somebody. You can send it to the void of Reddit. Yeah. And other people will see it and they will be able to either offer advice or if advice is not off wanted, support. It's very cathartic. I've read a few of them. Some of them were actually really positive. Uh, some of them mm. were kind of farewell. Some of them were just processing something bad in a relationship. So really whatever it is, I think it's a great 
you know, let her off into the bottle kind of a Yes, absolutely. And as of this episode, we are also going to be posting episodes on YouTube. Yes. So there's already episode one up. I'll be putting all the other episodes leading up to this one up over the next few weeks. So if for whatever reason you feel you want the background noise of us talking uh, (laughs) on YouTube with our little brain guy kind of just hanging out, uh, then you are more than welcome to subscribe. And eventually I think we'll put other videos up there on the channel and whatnot. So... That'll be something to look forward to down the line. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And um, we just appreciate the constant support and stream of um, communication from you guys. We love it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I got to give a special shout out to our Instagram folks uh, uh, at Podcast. You guys have all been absolutely amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, like the Facebook fa- page. Uh, and if you want to send us anything directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just get, get over it. it. <laughs>